Brothers, Brian Castaño, Post Fight Thoughts. Dun, dun, dun. Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Follow me on Parlor at FightJunkie. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, Amazon. Basically, anywhere you can find a podcast, I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel. Oh, wait. Hold up. Scratch that. YouTube deleted my channel. Um, let me think. Okay. I got it. You can also subscribe to the Rumble channel. Rumble.com slash Fight Junkie. Want live stream? Twitch.tv slash Real Fight Junkie. Jamel Charlo. Hopefully, everyone listening to this post-fight podcast had an opportunity to listen to the pre-fight podcast because if you did... You cashed in. This one, fortunately, went pretty much spot on to exactly what we described needed to happen, what should happen, and what could possibly happen if Charlo made the adjustments from the first fight to the second fight. Now, the first thing I have to touch on is the scoring. For some reason, a lot of people, well, I won't say a lot of people, I'll say some people thought the scoring was a little wide. Personally, the judges had it 89, 82, 88, 83, 87, 84 for Charlo. I personally had it 88, 83 heading in to the round that was stopped. So that was the ninth round would have been scored 88, 83 on my card. Obviously, the 10th round, he dropped him twice, so there was no doubt on the cards who was going to win the fight. That's 7-2 in rounds. I think if you want to go 6-3 in rounds for Charlo, that's fine. I'm not going to argue that at all. 5-4 is getting a little too close for my liking. And for the people that had Brian winning the fight, all I can do is shake my head in total disgust. Like, I don't see any way, shape, or form you can give Brian that fight. I just don't see it. This is a lot of Brian being smart and trying to steal rounds in the last 30 seconds. But I encourage you, if you didn't watch a fight, watch it. Watch it round by round. Shut off the audio. Don't listen to the commentary. And look at minute by minute by minute of who was controlling the rounds. You can't negate a two minutes, two minutes and 30 seconds of dictating, controlling the action, using the jab, landing good counter punches, controlling the range and distance with 30 seconds of a flurry. And a lot of times those flurries weren't even as impressive as they seemed because Charlo's defense was on point. He was dressed down in his D pretty good. And a lot of times he would let Castaño throw and then he would come back with his own counter punches. So apparently people were just totally overlooking the fact that, yes, while Castaño would throw some shots here and there, Charlo would come right back with counter punches. And a lot of times those counter punches, they just weren't little sneaky shots. They were head turning shots. And I thought watching the fight live, okay, 
I'm not worried. I had no doubt in my mind that Charlo was winning the fight. In fact, I was seeing what his corner was seeing. And they were telling him, he's getting tired, you're breaking him down. And when you hurt him, don't let him off the hook. That's right. He was breaking Brian down round by round by round. And he did what he should have done, which is close the show. I really don't see any way you can make a legitimate case of Brian winning that fight. Like I said, if you're a round or so closer for Charlo, okay, I'm not going to nitpick about it. I still don't think the fight was close. I still think a lot of people that watch boxing don't understand what they're watching. And I know that sounds elitist, and I don't mean it to be, but I can understand if you're not hardcore, right? If you're a casual and you don't really follow the sport and you watch the, the big fights when they come around, you're not necessarily going to know what you're looking at. But, but for people that cover the sport or follow the sport or are fight junkies and you, you're watching the fights every weekend, you know, big and small, you know, whether it's on pay-per-view or free TV or a streaming service, whatever the case is, like, you got to educate yourself because it's not just about being right, like, oh, look how superior I am. When we're talking about betting, you need to understand what you're looking at because that's what you use to cap a fight before it takes place. That's one of the reasons I've been so consistent. It's because you got you you have to understand what you're looking at. You have to understand styles, of course, because styles do make fights. That's another thing that bugs the hell out of me is when people try to throw stats. Like it's not a football game. It's not a basketball game. You cannot you cannot just mathematically figure out who's gonna win the fight. Styles make fights. There are some big upsets this weekend as well. Like sometimes you'll get it wrong. Again, I'm not perfect. Go on cold streets like everybody else. But what I'm saying is overall, if you're paying attention, you're doing the research, you're putting in the time and energy and effort, consistent, consistently you will win. And over the course of the betting season, you should win more in dollar terms than you lose. You should come out ahead. But people don't understand what they're watching. And so they see fighter walking forward. And they give fighter rounds. This happens with the three blind mice, not just people. We're talking about socials. You're talking about novice. You're talking about people who are just brain dead watching a fight and don't know what the hell they're talking about. But sometimes it's the three blind mice. And I rip into them and say just because a guy's coming forward doesn't mean he automatically wins the rounds. Now, sometimes that is the case where the fighter coming forward is using effective aggression. And the fighter that's on the back foot in boxing is not doing what he needs to do, is under pressure. And is losing the fight. Let's take the first fight. Charlo and Brian. I thought Casano won the first fight. Because of his aggression. And his volume. And that fight. Charlo didn't do what he needed to do. And he allowed Castano To outwork him in my opinion. And eke out the fight. Now Charlo was able to get a draw. And of course they rematched. And tonight Charlo was able to stop him. But in the first fight, that's where you can make a case where Brian Castaño was being an effective aggressor and outworking Charlo. I would have no bones to pick at all with that. In fact, a lot of people were upset that Brian didn't get the win in the first fight. And I understand that completely, 100%, that you can legitimately make a case that he won the first fight, 100%, based off effective aggression and volume. That was not the case tonight. I'm sorry. It just wasn't. Is he tough as hell? Yes. I don't want my scorecard, which could be considered wide to some people, to make it seem like Brian's not tough as nails. He is. 
But I just don't think he was effective in what he was doing. He was walking forward. He was taking shots. He was trying to make the fight. But he was getting beat up. He was getting broken down. And you saw that. Those shots in the 10th round, Brian was already pretty much done before that. Especially if you go after the 6th round, it was pretty much all Charlo. I believe up until the 6th round, I had it 4-2. Now, some people had it 3-3, and I won't argue that. Again, I won't argue 3-3 after 6. But after 6, it was pretty much Charlo. And then I saw people trying to eke out rounds and give them to Brian. After the 6th round, you're talking 7-8-9, you're giving rounds to Brian to make it seem like he's winning the fight? Like, that's just, that's absurd. What what fight are you watching? The kid was being broken down, hurt, and eventually got stopped. Like, how do you not see these punches, these counter punches that are landing in between the flurries of Castaño? Like, I, I just have to shake my head. Hopefully these people do not bet for a living especially. Or bet consistently because they're going to lose a lot. Like you have to understand what you're looking at. So you can use that information. And use that that knowledge that you've gained for future fights. And hopefully break down the styles correctly. And try to win a little cheddar. I just thought it was interesting that people had the fight closer. People had somehow... Brian winning the fight, and in my opinion, I was sitting there watching it, going, "What? What are these people talking about? Like, uh, the potential for a stoppage is here. Boom, it happened. And don't take my word for it. After the fact, go back, listen to the pre-fight podcast. It's one of the reasons we said, listen, the over is juiced. Everyone's expecting if Charlo wins, it's going to be by decision. Be very, very careful taking Charlo by decision. Again, check, double check, triple check everything I'm telling you. It's in the pre-fight podcast. Because if Charlo was able to make the adjustments, we thought it's a possibility he'll be able to stop Brian. He had already heard him multiple times in the first fight. And in my opinion, he wasn't fighting the correct kind of fight at all. Wasn't throwing enough combination punches. Wasn't in a position in the in the center of the ring where he needed to be. Was fighting off the ropes, off the back foot, off the ropes. And he was still able to catch Sanyo. So what happens if he adjusts? Well, you saw what happened when he adjusted. Even in the rounds from the very first round, what did he do? He took the center of the ring. Go back and listen to the pre-fight podcast. What did he do? He used the jab. Go back and listen to the pre-fight podcast. It set up the stoppage. Round after round after round. Not only was Charlo using the jab, not only was he landing counter punches, but he was putting heat on the counter punches in between the aggressive punching and combinations from Brian Castaño. Charlo was setting him up and breaking him down little by little by little Round after round after round. It kind of reminded me of when Canelo was breaking down Plant and everyone was jerking off to how good Plant was doing. And I'm like, do they not see what I see? How can you not see what I see? It's a matter of time. I thought the same thing while watching this fight. Even though Charlo was the one boxing and moving, he was still breaking Castaño down. Where in the Canelo fight against Plant, Canelo was pressing the fight and breaking Plant down that way. There's different ways you can do it, as you can tell. 
And so tonight, he was touching, he was touching, he was touching, and those punches were hard punches. The only reason we weren't 100% on Charlo wins inside is because of how tough Brian is. It was always going to be, if Charlo's adjusts, Brian's so damn tough, he might make it to the final belt. He might go down, he might wobble, but he's going to get back up, and you saw that. Again, this was round 10 of 12, and I thought from round 6 on, Brian was running on fumes. He had taken a lot of abuse in those early rounds because Charlo wasn't playing this time. He was fighting the fight that he wanted, in the space he wanted, at the distance he wanted, and he was letting his combination punches go and sneaking in those hard, brutally hard counter punches that apparently everybody was just overlooking. In the end, Charlo did exactly what he needed to do. I thought he was winning the fight. I thought he was fighting in the correct positions and distance of the fight. You notice he didn't ling- he didn't uh, linger on the ropes. When he did, it was a counter shot here, there, and he was out of there. He didn't allow Brian to just plant his feet and throw a bunch of combinations at him. Even though he knew he could hurt him, even though he knew he could land counter punches on him, that wasn't the correct game plan, as you saw in the first fight. He hurt him, he could land counter punches on him, but it allowed Brian to get too many punches off. He even tied Brian up sometimes, like the game plan was perfect. And then to close the show, like that's the cherry on top. You're winning the rounds, in my opinion. You're hitting him with all kinds of counter punches. You're breaking him down. He hurt Brian in the fight. I thought he let him off the hook there, and I was glad that his corner jumped on him and said, Hey, what what the hell are you doing? When you hurt him, don't just sit back. I understood what Charlo was doing because he can feel it. He can see it. Unless you've been in the ring, you don't really know what I'm talking about. But you're in the ring with somebody, and you can just feel it. It's the aura, the vibe. You can tell. You can tell when they're wearing down. You can tell when their punches no longer have that sting. You can tell when you're, you're touching them and you're starting to hurt them. You can tell when they're breaking down mentally and physically. And he knew it. So, in my opinion... Charlo knew it was a matter of time. But I understand if I was his corner, his coach, I would have said the same thing. Like, the kid's done. Now you just got to put the finishing touches on. And to his credit, Charlo did it. As soon as he had the opportunity and he crumbled him, that was it. There was only like 30 seconds left in the 10th round. But it wasn't going to take much. Because again, all credit to Brian. But he was running on fumes, yo. Like, I don't know what people are talking about. Like... This kid is tough, but he was running on fumes. He wasn't winning the rounds like people thought he was. And the only thing that kept him in that fight from being stopped earlier was his heart and determination. Like, I got to give credit where credit is due. Even though we loved the Charlo line, we thought it was a gift, especially when it came out early. It was very, very low on Charlo. Something like minus 125 was the average. And we said, man, if you get this line, jump all over it. Because even though we thought... Castaño won the first fight and even though we thought Charlo was going to have to be the one to adjust he has the talent he has the ability and even though I think his punching power what he considers it to be in a lot of people is overrated in this fight I knew he was the puncher in this fight I wasn't worried about Castaño hurting Charlo I was worried if you're betting Castaño he can't make a mistake because Charlo can put his lights out and even though he didn't do it with one punch you could see his power punching and the amount of punches he was landing on Castaño certainly started to break his body down over the course of the fight. 
But to do it the way that Charlo did after the first fight is impressive. Because a lot of people, remember, thought he lost a fight. Forget the draw. A lot of people thought Charlo lost a fight. And to come back in my eyes and pretty much dominate Brian, who's tough as nails, came to fight, had the perfect game plan, just like he did in the first fight. Like he was going to push a fight. He was going to come at you. He was going to throw volume. Like he, he tried. The difference between the first fight and the second fight wasn't Brian and not implementing his game plan correctly. It was Charlo. It was Charlo standing his ground and the jab. People just underestimate how important that punch is. Even when Brian was trying to come over the top of the jab with the right hand, I knew Charlo could take those shots. He started to see the shots more and more, so less and less of them were landing clean. And the jab was the entire key because it set up all of his other offense. Again, not after the fact. Pre-fight podcast. Go and listen to it. One last thing before we end. You guys got to tell me your score. I want to know how you scored this fight. Did you have it like the king over here? Did you have it 7-2? What about 6-3? 5-4? Somehow, way, did you have Brian winning this fight? If you follow me on Twitter, at FightJunkie.com, you can comment over there. I'll post the link to this podcast there as well as all my other socials. Or if you're listening to this on any of the podcasts, uh, platforms you can go over to rumble you can comment on there again you can go over to the socials and comment there but i want to hear from you guys i really do i want to hear what your scores were at the time of the stoppage forget about the 10th round and the knockdowns because we know on the official cards there's no way charlo was going to lose but you can even tell me what you had at, at, at the sixth round at the sixth round again for the recap i had uh charlo up four rounds to two after six rounds most people would say 4-2 to two or 3-3, three, three, in my opinion. And then after that, at the end of the fight, I had Charlo up 7 rounds of 2. So you guys go ahead and comment. I want to hear what your guys' scorecards were. Either both at the 6th at the round mark, and then at the finish, in the ninth round, or even just at the finish. But I'm really curious to know what you guys were scoring the fight, if you were. Or go back and re-watch it even. Again, shut the, shut the sound off. Don't take my word for it. Just go back, score it yourself, and let me know what you guys think. I personally think Charlo was clearly winning the fight. I hope everybody got in on Charlo, especially on those early lines, because it was a beauty. And for those of you that cashed, for those of you that listened to the podcast, I appreciate all the support. I'm hopeful and grateful that the podcast will continue to grow, even though they took my YouTube channel down a while ago, so we got to start from scratch over on Rumble. But hey, it is what it is, and we'll be back next week for the fights. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will suck it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.